0: the
1: adventures of batman
0: welcoming you to the new adventures of batman Welcome to episode 16 of Batmanimation, a Batman on Film podcast, revisiting the animated adventures of the Cape Crusader. I'm senior contributor Javi Trujillo, and joining me is the founder of BOF, the original contradictor of clickbait himself, Bill Jet Ramey. So Bill, it looks like James Gunn has been giving you a run for your money contradicting the clickbait lately there over on Twitter.
1: He's an assassin, man. He's an assassin and I love it. Absolutely love it.
0: So when you threw up the bat signal this week, you texted me, what's the first Riddler appearance in the Batman? And I've got to admit, I was really confused. I'm like, is this a riddle? Like, is this some kind of test or a trick question? Yeah. Like with 25 years of Batman on film under his belt, like he's got to remember just last year, we had this big watch party we did a podcast, the Batman chapter by chapter, where in the first chapter, we got the answer yes. to that question. And I just rolled with it, and I texted you back. And I'm like, the first scene when he stalks and murders yeah. the mayor? What What were you thinking when you saw that?
1: I should have thrown in uh, animated the Batman series. But yes, I was referring to of course like i just said the animated series the batman that ran for five seasons back in the mid to late 2000s not the movie we just saw of course i know when the riddler made his debut in that film because i've seen the movie about i don't know 20 20 plus times now so
0: it's like should, yeah. should someone text Rachel and check and see if Bill's yeah. having a stroke? Yeah. Like for,
1: what's, uh, what's going on? Yeah, it was for a uh, bat. Bat. I always struggle with his Batmanimation episode. So, and when I was thinking of one to do, I was went. I went back and looked at the uh, the different series we've covered so far, and we had only done one on the Batman. Yeah, so, that was
0: one you and I did for Halloween. Yeah.
1: So I said, okay, let's go ahead and go back to the Batman. And then when I thought of episodes, because this, you know, this episode, this series got five seasons. So there's quite a few episodes. And I thought, you know, um, we just had the Riddler. And that one, that that episode always stuck out to me. Because it, to be honest, I don't go revisit the episodes quite a bit but some you know some have embedded in my brain uh, to remember more than others and that one did plus you know we just got the riddler and the batman so and i kind of thought this was a unique take on the riddler even though it was very much the riddler when it was all said and done yeah. i am talking more about more about the aesthetic so that's what i was referring to the episode riddled yeah
0: so the answer to the question is the batman season 2 episode 2 riddled uh which is on your dvds and uh according to imdb season 2 but once again if you go to your hbo max subscription <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's season 1 episode 15 on hbo yeah. max so if you're going physical go to your season 2 set if you're going online or particularly hbo max it's season 1
1: i don't know what the deal is what's the discrepancy I there
0: i don't understand either and it's not just this show it's it's, it's yeah the it's animated series yeah. also and i think the only one that's safe is
1: beware the batman cuz it's really one season yeah
0: but yeah. otherwise they're they're a
1: hot mess. Yeah, it was cuz this was the second season. It was 2005. Yeah. The series debuted the year before and this was the second episode of that second season. So, yes. We'll go with that. Uh, you know, yeah. I don't care what HBO HBO um, Max is going um, away anyway, so to hell with them. Hell with them <laughs> and their episode numbering.
0: So, this aired May 21st of 2005. And IMDb has a synopsis as fearing that Riddler will make good on his threat to destroy the city, the Batman and Detective Yin's secret alliance is put at risk when they must work together to solve a string of riddles that have been scattered throughout Gotham. Reno Romano is Bruce Wayne and the Batman. Ming Na Wen is Detective Ellen Yin. Uh, Robert England, Freddy Krueger himself, is the Riddler. Mm-hmm. It's a small cast. You have Jesse Corti as Chief angel rojas and joe lala as the bomb tech and those are our voices for this episode Mm -hmm. um it was directed by sam lu according to the episode credits imdb has a different uh person listed don't know what that's about uh christopher yost and jd murray uh wrote the episode um so let's talk about the Riddler first. Uh, he was created by Bill Finger and Dick Sprang and debuted in Detective Comics number 140 in October of 1948. Uh, and this is one of three appearances that Robert England makes as the Riddler for this show. Um, but he's no stranger to DC. He uh, first appeared as Felix Faust in Justice League Season 1, Episodes 8 and 9 as Paradise Lost. Uh, And then returned in Justice League Unlimited Season 2, Episode 5, which was a week after this one aired, May 28th of 2005, called The Balance, where he played Felix Faust again. He also did uh, Green Lantern uh, as My Glom and Razor's Edge, which was in 2012, Season 1, Episode 3. There's one other character that he's voiced so far for DC Animation, and it has a Batman connection. Do you know what it is, Bill?
1: I do not
0: uh it would be the scarecrow in injustice Two, the video game uh okay uh where he's once again he's very suited to given that he was freddy krueger he's very suited to do these like sinister villain type of voices so he does a great job in what little dialogue he has in in the video game um what did you think of him as his voice as the riddler or it just in general, this incarnation of the
1: character—I uh, thought it was—it um, was a different take aesthetically on the river, the Riddler as we are used to. No, no top hat uh, or bowler hat. Um, really, no—you know—the whole full tights with question marks all over. It. It's a different. It does have the cane. Does have the mm-hmm. cane, question mark cane, but very Mar- uh, Marilyn Manson looking, uh, yeah, influence and kind of a goth um, rock influence on this aesthetic, longer hair. Uh, I, 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 why I talked about it earlier, it stuck out to me as I, I went, yeah, I kind of like this look, it's different, it's still the Riddler, you know. So, um, yeah, I was. I was all for it. There were some takes with this series, not to get off just talking about the the, the series. There were some aesthetic takes on some of the characters that I didn't didn't really jive with me. Uh, Mister Freeze is one. The Joker is another. That's that's for another discussion on another podcast on another another day. But this one I I liked. It was it was true enough to the Riddler that. You, if you showed someone that a picture of it, said, "Who is this?" I'm sure people would say, "Oh, that's the Riddler," even though it didn't look like Frank Gorshin or uh, Jim Carrey from Batman Forever, or, or how he would had been traditionally uh, presented in comic books up until that point.
0: Well, it's funny you mentioned Gorshin because that's one of the few pieces of trivia on IMDb for this episode is that he passed away either days before days after this episode aired um and that he i want to say he did uh he was hugo strange in this series as well of okay. was yeah um but i i think it's funny that you bring up the aesthetic how it's removed and so unique and um and it is but when you look at it from our 2023 post-the-Batman eyes, like, that really pushed, I think, the look of the Riddler forward. And this feels not necessarily tamer, but more in line with what we think of as the Riddler yes. than, yeah. you know, the Zodiac
1: Riddler we got uh recently. Exactly. I was going to um, bring that up. Um uh, Clearly... I, if you look he, back, it's not as like people went, oh, my <laughs> gosh, maybe back in 2005. But now it's like, yeah, that's the Riddler. And you because you compare it to what, what we got with the live action, the live action version of the Batman, the film.
0: But I, I had similar notes that he's definitely got a goth vibe with the long hair, stringy hair, and he's very skinny. Um And one thing I didn't like about the design, though, was he has these lines coming out of his mouth like mm-hmm. these black lines, um, kind of giving them like a perpetual frown. Uh, it kind of reminded me of the crow a little bit. And just overall, I, I just, that was one design choice I didn't like, but overall, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate what they were going for here. It's not quite is um, pushing it like they did with the Joker's redesign, but um, yeah, no, I, I, overall I dig it so we we start off uh with a riddle as as you would do um there's a bomb and detective Ellen yindle or sorry <laughs> Ellen yin uh, different
1: different incarnation of Batman different incarnation
0: yeah. i'm I'm assuming that maybe that that was the inspiration for her character um. I'm probably going to do that all episode. She's with a member of the bomb squad and they're trying to defuse a bomb and it's about to go off. So he runs out and and Yin tells him to evacuate and the Batman drops in and uh, helps her defuse the riddle. And then it activates a camera and it's the Riddler. And he wants to see who was smart enough to deactivate his weapon, uh, mentioning that he thought it would be taller. So, yes, but the person solving it would be taller. Um, So I think that's obviously he's expecting Batman to mm-hmm. be on it, but he rolls with it and it sets her across uh, a merry chase across Gotham. Uh, what did you think of the of the beginning?
1: Uh, Very. Very stereotypical. Is that the right word I want to use? I want to. I don't. I don't want to use it negatively because sometimes that's a negative. But very, a very much traditional. Okay, there you go. Traditional you go. Riddler story, right, right? Leaving, yeah, clues for Batman and, um, Batman having to solve them. And well, this by proxy, it's Yin in the beginning, um, and thwarting some sort of disaster in this case he had allegedly planted said he had planted bombs you know got the bridge and wherever else so it was you know i mean that's very traditional nothing that's nothing yeah we really we hadn't seen before you know uh going on you know going on a a wild goose chase on these riddles it's very you know we've we've seen this before but it's you know it was a little different um uh it's different in terms of you know batman not being the one in the spotlight from the very beginning having to yeah stop the riddle riddles even though or solve the riddles to stop the bombs even though he is doing it through the bat wave and you know, with uh, and having communication with Yen.
0: We're not necessarily breaking any new ground. Um, like I said, it, it comes from having Yen being at the forefront of solving mm-hmm. uh, everything. It, Chief Rojas, I, I'm trying, it's been a while since I've watched the show, mm-hmm. like from start to finish. Um, And at this point in season two, Batman and and Yin kind of have like an uneasy partnership because the show started off with everyone being very antagonistic with the Batman. Mm. I don't remember Rojas being this inept. Like I remember him being um, obviously against Batman and what he stands for and like trying to get him, but not just... Uh, he's just complete the riddles completely baffle him yeah like he's not you know um, movie gordon like by the time of batman and robin where he's like you know
1: help me pretty lady would you like
0: these jewels but he's he's not the sharpest tool in the in the drawer there in the shed i'm mixing it's like
1: they went um out of their way to kind of make that point because even like the one riddle that was pretty obvious about the museum, he was like, how do you get museum out of that? You know? Yeah. You know, it's like, was like that. that comic was easy. Relief, Yeah. Comic relief time type of thing. So.
0: And I'm wondering if he's, if he's supposed to be like some kind of like humor for kids. Yeah. But it, it doesn't really come off that way. It just makes me wonder like, how did this guy get his job?
1: Yeah.
0: And how is he the, the chief? um so yin has to go around town from riddle to riddle um solving all these uh crime not crimes but riddles batman doesn't have the batmobile this episode he's on some kind of glider that's jet propelled yeah um a little year one-ish what did you think about not having a batmobile this episode
1: uh i think it worked because you know at the beginning he's trying to stay out of sight from the Riddler because he had threatened, you know, if she got any help, even though, you know, we discover in my interpretation that he knew Batman was helping all along, but that was part of the thing. Um, But at the, you know, the beginning Batman is trying to stay out of the, I want to say he's not in the shadows, but he's trying to stay, um, Away from being uh, the Riddler, for being able to see him, you know, going along with following uh, Yin, who's in the van, and Batman is in this rocket glider type thing. That it it was fun. I mean, it it made sense, Uh, and you know, instead of just being in high pursuit right behind it with in the Batmobile, I mean, there's probably you know, were cameras outside that could detect batman being there so yeah it it worked and it you know to be honest that's it it was something to sell a toy you know right
0: yeah they they did mention the bat wave on at least one Mm -hmm. occasion how that lets them uh communicate with each other without being picked up by the riddler Mm -hmm. um but i i like the van sequence i didn't understand the puzzle like how we got to these conclusions for it but that's not the point of the riddles that we get to in the next couple minutes. It's I I like seeing him you throw the batarang that had a camera on it, how it like perfectly mm-hmm. lands on the roof and of lets course. him keep an eye on things while he's yeah. flying around the city. Um I don't know if I made this comparison back in the day, but I definitely got a die hard with a vengeance vibe from this episode did you ever see that movie it was the third one with samuel oh, l jackson
1: yeah years years and years ago
0: yeah where he you think he there's this guy named simon says he wants to play a game and it's kind of like simon says go do this and then bruce willis has to go to a certain spot and there's like a clue or instructions and he's got to figure something out mm-hmm. but all the while he's running around new york the real crime is going off on some other place, which is the -hmm. the real intent is to do a robbery. And that's basically what this episode comes down to is they go on this wild goose chase to the point where the riddles aren't even given to the audience. You just snap to a new location in the middle of a puzzle and then you see it briefly. And then we go to the next one Um, because that's not the point. That's not really what the riddler's after. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine as a writer, it makes it easy that you don't have to figure out, you know, an additional couple sets of riddles. You just make a set piece that looks cool. Well, yeah, and, we uh, we get the point
1: on. of what's going on. There's riddles and they're going and yeah. you don't you don't have to have a whole um, uh, action piece for each every single one of them. Not not in there, you know, in the 20, 20 minutes or whatever, 19, 20 minutes that we have for these episodes.
0: And there's something about the Riddler specifically that no matter what genre it is or what um, incarnation we see it, be it animation or live action, that it just, it pulls me back to Adam West. And I don't know if it's because that was the first episode. um, Like just the leaps that we make in logic to solve these riddles. Like she's on the subway and there's a bomb attached to it. And, And Batman's like, oh, piano has 88 keys from the last Mm -hmm. riddle. So (laughs) she automatically knows to set the subway for 88 miles an hour and that shuts everything off. Like, yeah, there's something very much like 60s Batman to me when Batman just comes on these riddles like out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. That I, I don't know. I find really charming. But we get to the main point of all this is that the Riddler is trying to hack into the city's mainframe to get all the information mm-hmm. that somehow he's going to dump into
1: his mind
0: yeah um which you know has shades of jim carrey's riddler from yeah, Batman yeah I, I
1: wrote that down it was gonna got a batman forever vibe to it you know um uh, you know there's no the box in this and he's not sucking brain waves out of people who are using the box on their television sets but yeah there's the whole you know he even mentioned you know knowledge is power um, yeah line, and uh you know the the power was to all the information that would be in the Gotham's mainframe, so would, would it be you know shut down, you know, hold the city at ransom the, if you're gonna shut down you know electricity or whatever uh, he could or drain money out of banks. He would have he would have that knowledge. So, yes, that was the that's the main that was the main gig that was going on with him and his men. And it's like he even lost. He was only he, he carried Batman on and Yen on this wild goose chase. Um, just you know, and this boom, then he was gone, and Batman realized it. You know, he's lost interest. He's he's something else. You know, there's besides this. This is nothing. And then like the bombs weren't even bombed. So.
0: Yeah, that's right. They were they yeah. were
1: jello. Jello. Yeah. Man,
0: speaking of jello,
1: that this sounds like a good
0: time for some product placement. And we're back. So, and you brought up the point of Batman piecing all these things together, and it is very it, going back to what I was saying a second ago. It is very 66 where he he hears one bit of information and then we see like these floating heads of the Riddler citing dialogue from mm-hmm. earlier and how Batman takes these random phrases and somehow puts them all together to figure out that they need to go back to the beginning of this whole thing to find the Riddler in his heist, which um they do. They find the Riddler and his henchmen who were all in their, you know, matching uniforms as any true Gotham henchmen should be doing yes
1: that's a that 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 gave me uh vibe from the 60s series too you know they're always the 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 goons the henchmen are always dressed alike and then corresponding you know some kind of uniform that matches the boss you know in some way yeah it just i don't know it, it makes it fun and and that
0: leads to batman and yin getting in a death trap uh they get of course, it's try to be stra- being be a death
1: trap, yes. And
0: Ryan's not here to sing the death trap song. No, for I us. just was thinking <laughs> it as soon as I
1: said that, I thought of Ryan Death Trap. Uh, yeah.
0: But uh they're Batman and Yin are tied at opposite angles. There's a huge like ray gun that's aimed at Yin, and uh again, this is something we see with the Riddler across different versions where he wants to solve the greatest riddle. Who is the Batman? So he's kind of doing it like 20 questions style, mm-hmm. where he's gonna ask Batman a question. And if Batman lies, then this ray gun is gonna shoot Yin and it gets worse mm-hmm. with every wrong answer. Uh, the first one being, Are you blonde? And and Batman says yes. Yin gets zapped. And I love his line of like, okay, Bat Brunette, here's yeah. you know the next question. Uh, and they go back on back and forth on a couple of questions as he's trying to narrow it down. What did you think of the, of the trap for this one?
1: Uh, It's kind of like, you know, um, someone you ever seen those bits they do when someone is hooked up to like electrodes and then they're asked questions. And if they answer it wrong, they shock them. And it's usually for yeah. comedic effect. It It was something, it was kind of like that, but of course, you know, he's zapping her and the the uh, intensity is going to increase to the point. I mean, they're not going to, he didn't say it because it was a Saturday morning cartoon, but you get to a point where we're probably going to kill yeah. her, you know? Um, but I mean, it was fine. It was a, I mean, it was a Batman death trap type. Yeah, I, don't, scene.
0: I don't know who did it before this episode, but it definitely reminded me of a Smallville episode that would have come out a few years later where um there's some like valentine villain and he's got lois and clark strapped to different chairs and if he gives a wrong answer like the other person gets electrocuted um but they they play it up and uh and yin's like well i know who batman is and and riddler gets really frustrated and anxious because he doesn't want her to tell him he wants to mm-hmm. figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so she blurts out that it's um her partner. Um Alice, his name's escaping me right now. Ethan Bennett. Ethan Bennett, yeah, thank you. And and of course, you know, he gets closer to Yin because he's getting anxious and, and angry with her. And and Batman seizes the moment as only Batman can. He's like, oh, the answer to if I'm a policeman or not? The answer is yes which then causes the weapon to go off and riddler gets fried which i thought was was a lot of fun
1: so there's some sort of um lie detector contraption hooked to this thing to to know yeah they well it was a
0: yeah it was a heartbeat monitor thing yeah so i'm assuming it's like you like daredevil like he can hear a lie because the heart rate increases The only, I mean, it's a 20 minute cartoon, but the only thing like my, my fan brain is like, well, he's Batman. Like he can control his heartbeat because we've seen him learn from whatever masters of the East how to slow down his Uh, Yeah. I try
1: not to, when I discuss these episodes, not to try to nitpick them to death. You got to remember. Right. You got to remember who the who the audience target audience was. you got to remember, you've got 20 minutes to tell this entire story. You know, so, and yeah, it, it always works to say, well, it's Batman. So yeah, I, I, that's just the overriding thing. How did this happen? What's well, Batman? He did Batman. Yeah. That's it. That's all you need. Okay, okay. Good enough for me. And
0: not, and not all Batman are created equal. Not to say that one's better than the other, but just you know, some are more Bat-God and some are more Batman. And uh, apparently, this one didn't have that that kind of training, which is fine. Um, but that that brings us pretty much to a close. The Riddler doesn't get what he wants; uh, he gets arrested, and he's getting taken away. And he's trying to. He knows that Yin isn't supposed to be working with Batman, so he tries to throw her under the bus by telling the Chief Rojas um, that yin has been working with batman and she goes along with it she's like yeah <laughs> i am working with him and and rojas just blows it off as "No, you're crazy lock him up guys uh so it just it goes to his ineptitude that he can't even fathom anyone mm-hmm. working with the batman and and so they're their little dynamic continues for another episode or season. Uh, How did you, what did you feel about the conclusion? Was it, was it satisfying for you? Did did it seem too familiar or was it just taking that trope and
1: bending it enough? Yeah, probably that. I mean, um, you, you knew ultimately that Batman would win. Um, I, I thought it was very Batman. Very, you know, it's we. It's like you said before when we talk about overall. You know, nothing here really broke any new ground, but it was a you know, it's a good little episode to introduce this version of the Riddler in a story that's very Riddler esque, if you will. And even though, yeah we've seen versions of this in different mediums of Batman. It was, I still thought it was the own, you know, the whole, with this, you know, using the spin of the, the Batman spin. And I mean, the Batman, the series, and it's, you know, what it was all about. It was perfectly fine for me. And like I mentioned earlier, also it's, it was one of the episodes that kind of that's had stuck out in my mind for almost 20 years now so and so it had some sort of impact it probably was because the Riddler's aesthetic was was different and you know then you have Robert Englund voicing the Riddler which was and there was even a little I think there was a little nod to Nightmare on Elm Street in there doesn't he mention about to Batman or Yen about about dream in, in your dreams Something about dreams, which I can't remember the exact yeah, line. I can't remember it, either. But it, yeah. it, I, I I took it as that's kind of a now little wink kids, but you know, adults may would, would get it knowing who was voicing the Riddler there.
0: Yeah. I think it it was interesting to me that that we waited or they waited till season two to get to the Riddler because mm-hmm. I know he's not necessarily is prevalent across different uh mediums or iterations but to me he's always kind of like the big ones because i i mean before i was 12 when 89 came out so my big you know um intro into batman was syndicated reruns of the adam west tv show and we yeah. had the the movie um the adam west movie uh on beta show you how old i am And uh, so I always I've always thought of those four villains of Joker and Penguin and Riddler and Catwoman as like the Mm -hmm. big ones um, because of that. And so it's interesting to me that they took this long to get to someone who I feel is a major Batman villain. Um, And I guess the rest of the world kind of would feel that way, too, because of the show. And then because, you know, several live action versions now, too, even on TV.
1: I so, mean, in the '90s, during the you know the Burton Schumacher films, with each film, it was who's going to be the villain, which is another yeah. topic I could get into on the social hour because <laughs> I have I have strong thoughts about how to construct these Batman yes, you films. Did. You don't you don't go with the vi- you don't pick the villain and then write the story. You do it the other way around. Anyway, right? Um, but it was always bringing up those characters you know, Penguin, Catwoman. We had Joker in Batman 89. And then Riddler, finally got the Riddler in Forever. And then you could start, you know, you you had those four coming. And then, well, hell, and the Batman, they're all four in the film. You know? Yeah. All four of them.
0: It just, it surprises me because I I think of him as so major. Like, he's not the Joker and he's not Catwoman. I, I totally get that he's not. I think those are probably the two most iconic Mm-hmm. foes for batman but like he's only in three episodes of this show that ran five seasons and mm-hmm. he's got like two mm-hmm. episodes that he gets focused on in the animated series the 90s one and then mm-hmm. like a random guest spot here or there so i it just it surprises me when i look at it that he's really not in it a whole bunch like again i don't expect him to be in as many episodes as the joker but i i looking at it i'm like kind of surprised that he isn't featured more
1: yeah they really leaned into uh uh, the penguin in this series yeah they did yeah
0: i'm sure that makes peter vera happy
1: yeah um but
0: I, i i was surprised and it's such for what little they did with the riddler in the prior show in batman the animated series i mean they took time to develop his backstory and how he was for that version he was a computer programmer who got you know robbed of Mm -hmm. his video game creation uh, and they leaned in with that here he's just the riddler we don't get we don't know if he's edward nashton or edward Nigma. at least not in this episode Mm -hmm. um he just pops up and and he wants to be smarter Mm -hmm. and that's that's his whole thing Um, mainly letting like the look and the gimmick take over so Wrapping things up here, who would be your favorite animated Riddler?
1: Animated Riddler? Hmm. Wow. I've never thought of that. <laughs> because <laughs> it's not... I like the Riddler, but it's not a character... It's not like the Joker, you know what I mean? Where you can right. really pick it out. Uh I'll go with I'll go with the Batman. The one we just talked about because I did I just like I said I've said it before. I'll say it one more time. It the aesthetic and really kind of stuck out to me. Thought it was it seems like the first time that anyone really attempted to kind of push the envelope on the way the Riddler looks as something a little different than what we're used to. You know? Yeah. And I don't really i don't need a background story i don't need an origin story for my villains for the most part so him just being the riddler is perfectly perfectly fine to me so i'll just do that to be a little different (laughs) (laughs) but i
0: to the performance that i appreciate and a lot of times when when something's so iconic when the next iteration of it comes around, there tends to be a, a tendency to push back on that prior version just to to stand out or be more original. And because the the prior animated version with John Glover, who would be my favorite, he he does the more like I'm in a suit and tie with the bowler hat because he's got like that classic clean look. I think they made a good choice in making this one the inverse of that um to make him stand out yeah cuz the penguin always just seems to be the penguin um to a degree like maybe he gets a little grosser with tim burton uh but uh i feel like the penguin still looks very penguiny no matter what you do and with this one i i feel like they
1: they pushed it a little bit more which was sure. refreshing absolutely yeah um
0: do you have a favorite live action riddler
1: Paul Dano, Paul Dano. I was I was I realized for the longest time all through covering the Batman I was pronouncing that man's name incorrectly, Paul Dano. Yes, I love Dano. that I love Matt Reeves and Paul Dano's take on the Riddler and the Batman. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's it by far. And I don't hate Jim Carrey as the Riddler and Batman forever either. Of course, I always have I always say I have a soft spot for Batman forever, and uh, of course, I love Frank Gorshin because that's that's where I cut my teeth, that's where I became a Batman fan was that 60s series. But yeah, I mean, I really like what they did in the Batman with the Riddler character, the Batman yeah, movie, I, not the Batman animated series that we're talking not about, not the animated right? series, yeah. right? right. I make sure.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not a Jim Carrey fan just to begin with, but I thought he did a good job doing his version of Gorshin's version, mm-hmm. which which I love dearly. I think he's a I like the 66 Riddler, I think maybe more than I like 66 Joker. Um and I love 66 Joker, but yeah, Dano uh brings something different that i really appreciate so is, and I hope uh, to get to see is, more of them and that comic is
1: great yeah so it is far. it is so is john john aston is he's like the forgotten live action riddler right <laughs> yeah we just remember him as gomez adams that's all we uh, that's pretty all we much it's before. like no no riddler. yeah okay and it's it's like
0: why is gomez the riddler because he even yes. he doesn't even shave the mustache
1: no He didn't put any makeup on top of it either. He he could (laughs) have did a a Cesar Romero. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So Bill, I know people, people should know where to find you. It's been 25 years, 25
1: years this year, but
0: where can people find you?
1: Batman dash on dash film.com. That's all you gotta do. Just go there and you can find everything you want to find. Follow me on social media through Batman on film. Um, become a Patreon, help support the site through for the website. That's it. That's all I got. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Javi true, or
0: the bond is not enough on Instagram. Uh, I've got some reviews for 07, which is the newest James Bond comic from dynamite written by Philip Kennedy Johnson, who is crushing it on action comics right now. Uh, those are at the James Bond dossier.com. And, uh, Obviously, you can find me on BatmanOnFilm.com as well. Uh, Ryan Lauer and I have an interview with Sean Gordon Murphy, where he talks about Beyond the White Knight, which the final issue is coming out, I think, in February, if all goes according to plan. And that series has been phenomenal. Uh, So you can listen to that. And uh, I review... What am I doing currently? I've got Gotham City Year One, which might be my most favorite thing that Tom King has written. That is just nor drenched adventure in Gotham's past with Slam Bradley and Bruce Wayne's grandparents that I've never really heard a lot about. You know, so it gives me liberty to, quick, to play with I gotta that. Mention, yeah.
1: yeah, I had to mention this because you brought up Slam Bradley. Um, on one of the social hours, I was making a point, I think it was the one, I don't know if you listened to it, when we were talking about, there should be a, a a separate black label banner, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, under at DC Studios for things like the Batman and Joker and Joker Two, whatever. Because I'd like to see more of that. It's not t- you know, it's not part of this shared universe stuff. Uh, I think those type of films are more attractive to filmmakers. Because they can kind of do their own thing, right? And so we know, I know that uh, uh, like Scorsese has gotten a lot of heat for kind of ragging yeah, on, on 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 Mar- the Marvel thing. Now he has a point. I get his point. I still mm-hmm. like comic book movies, but I get his point as a filmmaker. But my thing was like, I said, what if, what if, you know, what if a Martin Scorsese wanted to do a DC film? And he pitches it to Warner brothers and they're going to tell him no, because it doesn't fit in the connected universe. So that's, you know, that's why you want to have a black label banner. And Pete was like, yeah. Uh, And I said, what character in Pete Barra says slam Bradley? And I went, that kind of makes sense with Scorsese, you know, Uh, do some kind of detective noir type story using Sam Bradley under the DC, but that that's just an example of, of, you know, I a very obscure character, or not even obscure, but whatever DC character that wouldn't necessarily a, a yeah. director would want to fit in into a connected universe and so forth, and do a u- unique take. him yeah. roll with that banner again. That's a whole different. I wrote a whole op ed on it, and I did a podcast <laughs> on it. So go find those on Batman.
0: Yeah, it's a good listen for sure. And uh, so I've got that going on. Uh, Catwoman, which is. The last issue was 50 was okay. Um, I know felt a little rushed, even though it was longer. It kind of came out of nowhere. And then this week, no, today, uh, as of this recording, January 10th, uh, my review for Batman, The Adventures Continue, Season 3, Issue 1 comes out. And uh, it's Burnett and Deanie. once again, uh, they worked on the show and they've been working on every issue of this comic and I don't know if he's the artist going forward. He did one issue last season. Um, Jordan Gibson, I, I think is his name. And this this guy is phenomenal. Like, like Ty Templeton's good and he captures that style mm-hmm. well, but there's just something extra that this guy's bringing that, I mean, it's just like a perfect, perfect like screen grab of an episode for every panel. Mm. Like his work is just the best I've seen, you know, outside of Bruce Tim capturing like that Batman animated style. Um and the 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 season seems to be picking up from season two and plot threads that were left there. And it's it's not it it has like that kid animated look, but it's not necessarily like kidified. Like it's not, it, there's a little bit, like the series, there's a little bit of an edge to it that an adult can read and appreciate as well. So check that out. Uh, the review is is on batmanonfilm.com. And uh, yeah, man, thanks for listening. Another, thanks for coming on, Bill. I appreciate the opportunity to chat with you about anything Batman. It's always fun to talk Batman animation so with uh oh before we go any yeah. any plans this year for batman 25 or batman on film 25 anything cooking yet that you've come up with well
1: justin kowalski has just about finished the the logo the batman batman on film you shared 25. some of it yeah i Twitter, shared a, a little, little portion of it snippet of it um not the full thing and that will be available um on merchandise, like get it. You want know, like people have been asking you want know, to get a t get a shirt. So yeah, you'll be able to get that as a t shirt, and if you want to support Batman on film, and I'll use it on Batman on film stuff throughout the year. So that's for sure. we we'll, What else happens? We shall see. But we're going to be celebrating the 25th anniversary of Batman on film throughout the year. So just stay tuned. That's all I can say.
0: I was thinking you next time you have lunch with Matt Reeves. Yeah, you
1: know because you guys are buddies. You yeah. can maybe
0: talk him into doing, like, you and he doing a live commentary of the Batman
1: together. Oh, yeah.
0: But only yeah. broadcast on web TV to honor sure. the 25th anniversary yeah. of Batman yeah. on film. I think that would be a special treat.
1: I went and looked at it, if you could <laughs> still find web, web TV consoles. And, yes, they're they're all over eBay people selling them. And they're not very expensive. As someone suggested you need to have a web TV console in your office just as 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 memorabilia you know uh i think it was to, Lauer, as a nod to uh yeah it probably was lower as a nod to the the origin of batman on film so uh and i was like can you still get dial up you know but you can <laughs> Yeah. even search that you can still get dial up but i don't think web tv actually the console will work because the you know, the, 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 the infrastructure whole speed part, infrastructure doesn't yeah. exist anymore. So, yeah. but it would just be cool to just have it on display. So we'll see. <laughs> all right. That TV. Well, thank you all for listening to this
0: latest episode of Batman Animation. And announcer Rachel will take us out.
1: Thanks for listening to Batman Animation, a BatmanOnFilm.com podcast revisiting the animated TV and film adventures of the Caped Crusader. Follow Batmanimation on Twitter at Batmanimation. Follow BOF on Twitter at the Batman on Film. Follow Jet on Twitter at Batman on Film. For Jet and Team BOF, I'm announcer Rachel. Batman on Film, authoritative, definitive, the original, established in nineteen ninety eight.